position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite. The deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number 339 of the Best Linux Games Podcast! Oh yeah, brother! Being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 24th of April, 2021 at uh, 7.02pm, 19.03pm, left coast, Pacific coast time, coast the most, crack engineer Iwan Molina, over there in the booth who last, or week before last, let us forget our sequel friends, you're fired Ivor, but not just for that, for everything he's holding up the whiskey sign though, that's a good idea mmm that would of course make it for our sequel friends 2021-04-24-1903 Saturday, Saturday, Saturday pay for the whole fleet, oh me need the edge Ah, uh, let's get straight to our top stories. <coughs> Excuse me. We are back. Yes. Uh, last week, we were food poisoned uh, by Kentucky Fried Chicken, who I should sue, actually. Um, it was either food poisoning or another uh, 
slightly abbreviated, at least in my experience, uh, brush with norovirus. Um, but yeah, uh, that happened. I ate that food Thursday night at three in the morning. Friday through Sunday, I was puking. I got a giant styrofoam, uh, cooler and put, cause I, I've been, I've been down this road before, put a contractor size 95 gallon trash bag in it as a liner. I filled it. I mean, I was puking, uh, at the worst, I was puking every five minutes. Uh, I couldn't keep down water. Like, I have, I'd have a sip of water. I emptied myself. Uh, 30 hours of puking for anyone who's had norovirus or whatever is excruciatingly unpleasant. This was not as bad as, uh, when I know for a fact that I had norovirus, because that was just a fucking nightmare. That went on 48 hours. I almost went to the hospital that time because when you puke every five minutes, you can't sleep and it's really hard on your body. I'm not in great shape. It's really hard on your body um, just like your abdominal muscles to puke that much. Um, And it's hard on your whole system too. Like it took from when I had norovirus, it took me about four or five days before I could really get my stomach restarted because you empty yourself. You empty everything that's in your stomach. Um, and so you have no appetite, but you're starving. Um, after this was very similar, uh, in that, but this was specifically, it was only puke, no, no diarrhea or anything like that, which was weird, but welcome. So yeah, uh, I couldn't do the show. I mean, even like Sunday when I started to feel better, like significantly better, it was like Sunday night. Um, like nine, ten o'clock at night or whatever. And I could start drinking water for the first time and, and keep it down. Um, I was like, you know what? There's no fucking way we're doing a show this week. Because, like, yeah, I was completely fucking exhausted. And I had a really great show planned for last week. Uh, But, yeah, it got bumped. We ran episode 100, our 100th episode, which is a trolly kind of snotty episode, but it is so... so accurate and so true, because before Steam came to Linux... We had NetHack and Tux Racer. And, and, and don't get me wrong, those are two great games. NetHack, in fact, is not just a genre-defining game, but one of the greatest games ever made of all time, depending on which variation you're playing of it. But that's all we had, and that was episode 100. We're up to episode 339. Can you fucking believe it? But now we have Pro, we have Steam and we have Proton uh, Wine, by virtue of both of those aforementioned projects is stronger than ever. Um, the only barrier it seems to us that still remains is EAC, which I hate saying that because it used to be such a force for good before the Epic before Epic and Sweeney picked it up and fucking ruined it on purpose against us directly as a weapon against us 
It's a real Trumpist move. But anyway, also, this week, hopefully this will be a short episode, and in fact, I'm actually grateful that a lot of the shit for this week's episode fell through. As you'll see, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, because I had scheduled massive oral surgery, they took a hammer and knocked out all of my front teeth on Tuesday. Um, and that was an experience. Uh, that was quite an experience. But what I didn't fully anticipate about that was I had only just been able to drink water and Gatorade like 24 hours-ish before and I didn't factor into the fact that I wouldn't be able to eat after they knocked out all my front teeth so this week has been pretty miserable um, I'm going to try to shoot for a short show we don't have a lot of st- well we have a lot of stuff to talk about but none of it is like really good news um but as they were knocking my teeth out, they literally eventually took a claw hammer and started just knocking them out. It was fucking crazy. Um, I knew the George Floyd, the 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 um, Chauvin verdict w- was coming through in the George George Floyd murder, and uh, I checked my phone while they were reloading. Whole thing's done with my eyes. I won't. I won't go. I won't go into details. Because it's disgusting and tr- I'm extremely dental phobic, though. You have no idea. And now my dentist knows how just how dental phobic I am because they had to stop many times because they thought I was having a heart attack. And I, my mouth is like filled with cotton and shit. I can't say, no, I'm having a panic attack. Just keep going, you fuck. It's not going to get any better. They tried to give me gas, they gave me Xanax, (laughs) nothing worked. It was great. Um, But either they were taking a break from the pickaxe swinging, it was a claw hammer that they used. It was crazy. Mm. And it was four and a half hours in the chair of them constantly working on me the whole time. It was a brutal day. It was a day the likes of which have prevented me from going to a dentist for 23 years, but I'm getting all new front teeth and I have a temporary in right now which is what's allowing me to speak with some pain, which is why I'm hoping to keep this kind of shorter, but anyway dental adventures aside I checked the, I felt my phone as the news alerts came in and I knew that the verdict had come in and they were taking a break from either swinging out, they were, they were drinking their whiskey or whatever <laughs> and deciding who was next to take a swing at me and I pulled out my phone the dental assistant this gorgeous black chick with red dyed hair there's my dentist Loveline who is this absolutely psychotic like 35 ish year old Asian mom who likes to go clubbing and wears sparkle makeup. It's weird. So I've got this, I've got this black chick and this Asian chick in there. They're working with this old fat Jew. And I pulled out my phone and I saw the news alerts that 
he that the jury declared him guilty on all three counts. And I held up my hands because I couldn't talk. And I held up my phone so they both could see it. And we all had this like moment of like really profound joy that was immediately followed. Like everyone was just immediately super sad. And all I could say was, I know it's not. <laughs> so there was that. There was that in the middle of the week. Um, it's been a crazy week, and I've been on a lot of drugs. Mm. They didn't prescribe me anything. I've just been waking up and taking weed. Uh, today's my first day without real significant continuous pain. Um, so I didn't sleep for like 10 days is kind of the other thing. Anyway, top stories this week. I saw the Mortal Kombat movie last night. Uh, it's floating around on the internet if you want to watch it. Um, I thought it was very good. Friend of the show, Jeff Jeffy Wise, was like completely nonplussed by it. I thought it was really good. I thought it reminded me of the game. Um, I thought that any fan of the game who somehow doesn't want to play the game but wants to see a movie about the game um, will be I think that they will be gratified but then again Jeff is a much more hardcore Mortal Kombat fan than I am but I'm like man I was expecting a complete unwatchable fucking catastrophe the likes of which you know if you've ever seen any other fucking movies based on fighting games they are awful I mean unwatchable messes more whiskey I thought this was great. I thought it was gory. I There were some things I didn't like. But it moved along and, you know, when you go to see a movie called Mortal Kombat, probably shouldn't expect Shakespeare. Um, but it was funny. It was obviously for adults. And it felt like the game, which was pretty cool. I didn't like the I didn't like uh, Sub Zero's costume, and it also had all of my personal favorite characters. Even though some of them didn't do anything, all of the fights and there were a lot of fights. It was just a good movie. I thought it was a, a very good video game movie, and that's a rare thing. Uh, very very good. There've been better. Tron obviously is better, but like, it was good. It was very entertaining. I, I liked it a lot. Um. And what, cause one of the things about when I played Mortal Kombat as a kid, I always wondered, why the fuck are like, why are there ninjas fighting like lizard people and fighting like demons and fighting like, uh, Green Beret, Special Force people fighting Bruce Lee, fighting like gods. And then there's Goro. And, uh, you know, the the last two games, Mortal Kombat uh, 10 and 11, 11 and 10, 10 more so than 11. I haven't played uh, 11 story mode yet, but I, I just I just played that online. Because um, I get better performance out of 10, and I like the character set in 10 better. Anyway, um, the story modes in both of those games have really advanced what Mortal Kombat 
uh, attempts to do with its stories, which makes it so fun. Because, like, Mortal Kombat 10 story mode is a fucking full movie, and you just, like, jump in in parts of the movie, and it is so insane. Like, <laughs> it's, like, obvious that so much coke was done, and then eventually storyboarding was completely abandoned, because they're making like, universes collide, and all this crazy shit, and I thought that this movie, Mortal Kombat, had a lot of that element to it too, with a lot of the classic arenas it felt like the game and it had Kano, and it had Goro and it had Kung Lao, and it had my hat guy, and you know, I I really liked it, Jeff evidently hated it um, but I was so glad to see Goro again. Goro was fucking badass. It was, it was super cool. Um, I was very impressed. Tonight I'll be watching Godzilla versus uh, Kong, and I I'm dreading it. But don't literally do not take my word for Mortal Kombat the movie because I evidently over oversold it to Jeff by telling him that I thought it was really good, and it was not up to snuff for him. So, like, you know, I don't know. And he made a bunch of good criticisms. And, you know, there's, there, there are flaws in the movie. It's called Mortal Kombat. But I would say if you're going in with, like, zero expectation like I was, I was expecting it to be absolutely fucking horrible. It was great! It was so much fun. I didn't regret that I had seen it at all. Which is a first for a fighting game. A, a movie based off of a fighting game. Okay, so... I also want to... Send out my best wishes to a uh, friend of the show, Boldy Lockers. Uh, he's getting pumped with massive doses of steroids, I think, right now. Um, so that's that's going to be uh, a couple of week thing. And speaking, you know, but he's getting mega doses in compared to what I got, but he's getting a lot of steroids, getting a lot of roids. So, uh, Wish him a speedy handling of the side effects and a re- full recovery, etc. Return to normal life, being able to sleep again without hot flashes and stuff. Um, and also, congrats, congratulations to uh, friends of the show from the Discord, uh, Splint, Massa Splinter and Blaster PR, who got their COVID vaccinations uh, this week. Um, I'm getting my second shot on Monday. So I'm excited. I'm super excited about that. Um, I got the Moderna, so it's another... I don't know if it's another three weeks or if it's another two weeks, but then I will be fully immunized. I am so pumped. If you haven't been fully immunized yet, if you haven't gotten your first shot, go get your first shot. Seriously, it's... And don't do it for yourself. Do it for those around you. Okay, so uh, hammer in my mouth. Yes, Valheim and Silver. So our feature this week is called What I Want to Talk About and it's just two games that for various reasons have begun to not work at one point but then I did some stuff and, and now they don't work and so I don't want to talk about them. So just to update everyone in my Valheim adventures. <laughs> oh my god. So, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, um, was the Super Preparedness Kit adventure, 
where I had to rescue my corpse with all of my armor because I lost it. And that took a whole week to pull off. Um, then I finished my castle about two weeks ago. Then I began to dig a moat around my castle for reasons that I'm not entirely sure about because I only play Valheim when I'm stoned. Um, and then I put a roof on my castle at the beginning of this week. Like a real roof. Even over the other parts of the castle that, you know, blah. I also killed Bone Mass about two weeks ago. But I was out of it. Out of playing any games other than the Nintendo Switch. Because I was basically either in my hammock in extreme pain or doing calligraphy like a fucking maniac because when you haven't slept in 10 days and you can't sleep because they knocked all your teeth out with a claw hammer and they didn't give you any drugs um, you're reduced to want to, to, um, to weed and uh, it was some, I mean, it was some good pain it wasn't the worst pain I've ever been in but it was some good pain you know, pain like kind of constantly pings you the type of like really profound grating horrible pain that distracts you yeah it was that kind of pain so yeah so I finally I've had two nights of sleep now is the point um but yeah so I beat bone mass but I couldn't play because then I had the I got food poisoned and then I had all my teeth knocked out it sounds like a fucking horrible that sounds like a like the plot of a terrible movie, like a movie that you're like, oh god, this movie sucks. <laughs> but I'm doing great. I'm I'm feeling. I, don't worry about me. I'm feeling great. It was the food poisoning that was the hardest, and then not being able to eat and being starving after they knocked my teeth out was was. I should have been. I should have rescheduled it. But I didn't schedule the food poisoning is the thing. So and I had to arrange for a ride. Next time, they are putting me out. They're putting me out. I have the Bitcoin. I will fucking spend it. Mm. I'm getting an anesthesiologist in there, and they're if they have to do anything like this again to me. My dental just in case you're wondering, my teeth are so fucked up, it's insane. I need nine fillings. Um, when I went in in uh, the night before New Year's Eve, because um, my molar had rotten through and it was intolerable pain, and they pulled it out and everything, they came up with a plan for me. It is a nine-phase plan. It is six pages long. It is incredibly expensive. It will take the rest of this year probably and most of next year before my plan is complete. <laughs> before they've done all the work. It is crazy. Um, but uh, So Valheim Adventures. So that, that, that should answer everyone's questions about why I wasn't here last week and, and why I'm I'm not stoned right now. I, I refuse to be stoned during the show because um, it's bad enough as it is. But anyway, Valheim. So I got the wishbone 
And then I went on the quest for silver. And then I realized two nights ago, because like I, I've been so thoroughly high this week, like from anytime I'm not asleep, I am just eating weed. Uh yeah, it's been pretty true. Ugh. And doing I've been doing a lot of work, but almost no sleeping. Finally got two nights of sleep. That's great. Okay, so yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, where were we? Um, actually, it was last night I realized that I didn't like the workflow in my castle. I should have live-streamed it because I tore basically half of the castle down. And now, like, I'm moving everything into the right places, but I have silver ore now, and with the help of Jeff Jeffy Wise, who I think wisely evaluate, I gave him the, the conditions of the scenario, the conditions being there's a resource that's very hard to get, it's very dangerous to get, I have a lot of this resource, but I only, I need a lot more to make all the stuff I really need, but I have enough of it to make one of the best weapons in the game or to make armor that makes surviving while getting more of this stuff easier and he of course I think and I agree with him chose make the armor first then make the weapon um because this requires mountain area stuff I have a wolf cape now I have a wolf chest plate thing now um because I can get silver, and now I understand how the silver mechanic works where you have to equip the wishbone instead of the Meganyord, or whatever the fuck it's called the back brace and I know how to read it now, and I know where silver generally is, but I've encountered my first stone golems and they have been fun to watch I like how they aggro everything, and they, including you but if you're like, you know, underground-ish they can't really hurt you so they just, like, kind of handle like, the crowd control I've cleared two silver veins but now and I didn't think about this last night when I made this impulsive decision to to fix the workflow in my castle, I wanted to move my forge and my workbench the fully upgraded versions of both of them to the area by the forges and so that meant you know I have to so on one side of the room I have all the kilns and on the other side of the room I have all the forges this is a workflow that I find works best for me what I need to do is put in the almost in between the two all of the workbench and the and the I'm sorry, the smelters. Kilns and the smelters. I need to put a workbench and a forge in between the two that are fully upgraded so that I don't have to... My castle is long. I have a very long castle. Let me unzip and show it to you. Um, Actually, Casimiras was over there uh, during the before times. This is like three weeks ago. Shit. Time flies when people are taking a claw hammer to your fucking teeth. But, um... So now I have, I was really stoned while I was moving everything. Now everything is all fucked up. I, I can't wait to get back in there. This is the stuff that I 
this is one of the many aspects that makes these types of games work for me so well. Especially Valheim, because you get to recoup all the resources when you decide to destroy something that you've built. You get to get all that shit back. You just have to be able to carry it. You don't even have to really be able to... You can let it sit there for forever. It will never despawn that I've seen. Um, so, like... There's no limit to the complexity. So, it, it's like those great uh, orgiastic um, you know, 23, 28, 32 hour fucking blender modeling runs and shit, but it's in inside of a video game that um makes it less serious. So like your mistakes don't have super hardcore consequences. But in the middle so here's the story. So I, I tear down all like half of the castle. And so like half of the castle is like now exposed and all the defenses are gone and everything. And I had emptied my inventory to be able to carry and redistribute the the materials from the parts of the castle that I had destroyed to where they needed to be to make the new floor, the stone floors for the castle and where I was going to dig the new moat and stuff. Um, so I could just have the sheer carrying capacity and inventory slots necessary to pick all this shit up. And right then, the earth began to shake, and I was starving. That means earth begins to shake. You feel the, the earth begins to shake means that trolls are coming, an endless assault of trolls. And so I'm like, am I gonna die here now? After I've killed Bone Mass, Bone Mass was so fucking hard. It was crazy. To do alone, I don't know if I would ever do it alone again. Um, I'm going to definitely need some people to help me finish this game. Because I will beat this game in early access. Well, I, I imagine I will. Because I'm still having such a great time. Because that's the great thing about like Minecraft and, and stuff like that. Uh, in games like this, uh, including Seven Days to Die, it's hunter hunter gathering, but it's also so simple. It's like one thing at a time, but there are fifty different things you could be doing at any given time. So you, <laughs> when you're really stoned, you don't think, "Oh shit, this will leave me completely defenseless, and I won't have any food on me, and I will be starving." When the Earth begins to, so I had the most epic troll fight I've ever had. I killed four trolls with a sword and a shield while starving. In iron armor, <laughs> at you know, the, at my place, it was it was great. It was it was great. Um, and I couldn't believe that I lived. I was like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! What have I done? <laughs> I lived! I lived!" And it sucks when you die in this game because it does de- it it. it you take a hit to your skills that are hard to it's hard to recover once you get you know to the higher levels like I am I think everything maxes out at 100 I'm at like you know 70 for like pickaxe and shit but anyway and building with stone and and just it's a very good system the build system in Valheim is very good because it's very flexible and it's 
very simple and if you have any 3D design experience it throws you off so like if you have 3D design experience and you don't like the snapping and the way that Valheim works with like a controller especially go watch a couple of YouTube videos seriously it's not like a big amount of research like you know one of the biggest tricks that has been most useful to me is just dividing things in half you know which is what you would do in like a primitive fucking blender if blender didn't anyway if if you, if you didn't if you if you couldn't deal with origins and and finding the center of a surface you know blah, just divide things in half and go off of that and use and then cuz everything that you build temporary structures that divide things the way that you want them to be and then you can break them apart later and reuse them same thing with ladders and roofs and stuff i had the biggest problems with roofs in this game for most of the game i started building just this one prefab structure that i designed and memorized because it was so easy to build you know it's a five by five you know blah 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 and this is exactly how the roof has to go and blah 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 blah, blah. but now i can just fucking freestyle it at, on massive structures um <coughs> which is great because none of your mistakes if you do make a mistake are it's not going to be permanent you just you know switch to the hammer and you just like destroy that thing or that whole fucking wall of things or the whole castle and you could just fucking rebuild it right where it was you the materials are still there y- you know what i'm saying it's not like um some survival crafting games where you lose everything when you destroy an object like I'm thinking about 7 Days to Die with uh, iron and stuff, cause then it just I, well I can't remember, it's been so long but I I played too much 7 Days to Die anyway, and too much Minecraft as well but anyway, so Valheim it's all about the silver now and there are these, these flying creatures that are irritating, and then these stone golems that are terrifying, and it's so much fun, because you have to run around basically with this dowser's wand waiting for like the um, the pulses that you get that indicate that you're close to a very valuable thing, which when you're in the mountains is is silver um, while you're handling all of this other shit, trying to go vertically up a mountain while trying to remember to take your fucking uh, frost potions and stuff, it's just really it's such a good game uh, if you like survival crafting, it is such a good game it's so simple it's it, it's just it's endlessly endlessly great, but like one other trick that like, um, you know I would never have thought of, but I this guy explained it in a YouTube video because I wanted to build this this dock so that I could go fishing off the dock and also dock at the dock with my boats and I couldn't fucking figure out how to get pillars to support the dock and blah 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 but my biggest thing was I couldn't figure out how to extend using wooden floors how to extend them further in a straight line while standing on top of them 
because if you look down, you can't see the furthest edge with your cursor, and so it's not going to snap there. And what you do is you just build uh, another floor on top of the floor right there, jump onto that floor, aim down, and it will snap underneath to the floor underneath that floor, and then you can just destroy the floor above once you have everything set up. This is also how you set up supports and, and stuff, so you have like a, it's almost like a scaffolding that like is just above the actual uh, surface that you want to retain. So it's like kind of like an invisible scaffolding. And yeah, it's resource intensive, but then you just destroy it, and then you build more of it later on using the same material right there, like right in place. It's it makes that that sort of stuff makes the game really good. I wish that uh, I don't know. I, I have very few wishes right now for uh, for Valheim, to be honest. Uh, I wish that the I wish that bone mass wasn't so hard. I wish that um, I didn't have to use multiple worlds because I'm playing single player. Like basically, no one ever comes and visits me or helps me with anything. I'd have to do everything on my own. And bone mass killed me a couple of times. By the way, I built a fucking portal right up his ass in that world where I I, I got to bone mass. I, whole thing. I built a little settlement out there. Um, Bomas was was fun, way more fun than the planes, which evidently have escaped this uh, podcast. Um, my adventures in the planes, and then the subsequent disaster recovery of my corpse in the planes amidst a swarm of death mosquitoes, um, which was as close as I've come to really seriously quitting the game because I had two more shots as to whether or not I could get back my stuff. And the first shot required me to build a base in under 90 seconds. Which I practiced for four hours, and I wrote up a sheet on how to do in my safe world. And then I did the uh, amphibious landing, built the base just under 120 seconds. Whole base. Portal, ward, walls, stake walls, door. Because um, I was grossly unprepared for the planes because they looked so friendly. I never heard of them. That I got off the my boat and I just checked it out. This was a month ago, basically. And I got killed by something invisible. Turned out to be Desquitos, but it took me five more lives to figure that out. But the the whole the whole portal and everything that stuff didn't happen until after I died there, and it was a forty five minute boat ride to there. So I had to do a forty five minute boat ride with only shit I could carry on me and on the boat. I so I, I went to my main world and I figured out what I needed and what I could carry, and then I practiced building this for, I did it, like, fucking I did it over 20 times and, you know, refining it, refining it and with a stopwatch because I knew that if I died there before I could get a portal up, 
that I would never be coming back again. 45 minutes on a boat is a long fucking time in this game. And I was running out of resources at that point. So I knew I would only have like one shot at it. Anyway, I got the portal up. Thank God I did that. And by the way, that portal, I just named it from its side. I, I named it, you know, Planes 1. And I practiced naming it in my other world too because every click, you know, blah. If if things can one hit you, if every enemy can one hit you and kill you, you have to have that. It was very intense. I guess we're just going to tell this story and then we're going to... The, that'll be our feature, Valheim Adventures, I guess, part 27. Um, so, even after setting up that base, I was still, I would say, 15 minutes walk to where I had been murdered. And I was I was originally murdered by um, the imp like motherfuckers who look way too nice and way too cute and friendly for how absolutely deadly they are because like I came up to the edge of the this forest I was gonna get some fucking wood to make a little settlement there because I didn't realize that this is Deathland it's the end of the game biome. And they just, they don't tell you this, which is cool. Um, but unfortunate, because they should, there should be some sort of warning that just a, just the first time, if you don't, if you don't have like wolf armor, I would say, it, if you have iron armor or less, it should warn you that you know, you have the potential just the one time that you first get there so you know, because it looks so happy and friendly and you've dealt with the swamps at that point, which are just a fucking death trap um, until you get full iron armor and everything but anyway, so I set up the portal and everything, and I named it from one side, because I knew that if I died it would send me back to my bed at the start of that world where I have a whole hall of portals and some of them are blank so that I can just fucking plug in the identity of where I last was, meaning Planes 1, which is my beachhead, and that portal would link me immediately to there. So instead of having to take five different portals to go up you know, all of these different coastlines and all the, because this is like, this is, I'm going to say it's halfway up the map north, the world map, if you go all the way out, it's like halfway up the map is where my corpse was, and so it's like a three hour boat ride but from the last place before I originally died it's a 45 minute boat ride, because I was just like I was looking for more iron, but no, it's this really cool looking place with these friendly seeming creatures and it looks all happy and bright so I'll just go check it out and fuck it, I'll build a settlement here and look oh, there are these little stupid imp guys and oh my god, I'm dead 
<laughs> but it wasn't the nit. It was. I can't remember what those guys are called because I haven't really fought them again since I've killed a couple of them. But uh, so it got to the point where trying to get my so I, I established be dead, but it got to the point where trying to get my corpse, I just kept dying instantly in all of my best armor, and I went through five sets of armor. And all I had to do was just touch my one corpse and just click on take all and then log out back to my safe world. I know that some people are like, oh, this sounds so lame, like you're using all these other worlds. Well, you try doing this alone. I dare you. I dare you. It's impossible to do. I mean, it's not impossible to do alone, but... I mean, I got fucking 300 hours in the game. I know my shit. <laughs> and I know what I'm willing to put up with, too. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to spend in a game that's designed for, like, you know, 10 people to help you. I'm not going to spend <laughs> 50 hours to get enough iron <laughs> back to my forges or to, you know, refine it or whatever. I'm not going to spend that much time. I want a main base you know, blah, 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 blah. What ways they could fix this easily are having a portal that randomly portals you to someplace, uh, else, which is what I did on IHC. But anyway, we had none of that. So I got to within literally three meters at one point. I could almost click on it. I, I can almost reach it, dad. I can almost reach it. Indiana, let's go. And I was like, oh shit, and I'm about to click on it, and BAM, I die! Instantly. And that was the fifth time I had died trying to do this, and there's like a line of corpses right there. This time I happened to see that it was Desquitos, who I'd killed. I'd had no problem with Desquitos before, but now I knew how dangerous they are. They can one-hit you. And if there's more than one of them, you're fucked. Because you have to keep, they circle you and then they like strafe you. They go right in like on like a bombing run with their sharp pointy noses of death to kill you. And they're very fast when they do that. And the only way you can detect them is by their buzzing sound. And so I knew this next time that there were mosquitoes there. I lured them away. I killed two of them with a uh, bow and iron arrow. Um, and then I could sneak back in there and I touched it and I got you know, the inventory and I jumped out of that world and spawned into my safe world, deposited all that shit into a box, logged out logged back into the danger world where I'm still standing by this corpse and these corpses and I retrieved all of my shit from all of them very rapidly without dying and then I went back into that world again after I knew that I had cleaned everything out and I tried to get back to my my uh, beachhead where my carve was, my boat was and I died which sent me back to the beginning of the world again where I had the hall of portals and I just went back via the portal then logged out, logged into my safe world, equipped 
all my normal armor and all my normal shit, log out, log back into the fucked up world on the planes, planes one, jumped on my boat and sailed the fuck away because I want to keep that world. That world has a lot of good stuff in it and I, I've built up this infrastructure with, you know, the portals so that I can like I have a unassailable base at World Spawn in that game and I have outposts with beds along the two, all of which have portals back to that one main base, but this is like the Explorer world um, ironically I beat Bone Mass in a, an entirely different world, I beat Bone Mass in uh, the world where I found my first merchant. Also in Valheim News, and then I'm just, well, we won't even have like a little bumper or anything. I'll just tell you the two games that I wanted to talk about this week. Um, also in Ironic, oh shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh yes! I found the merchant in my first world. So, I found a merchant in a world using someone else's seed and following their exact directions to get to him. That was the first merchant I found. Because I knew I needed a merchant after I'd explored, like, 25% of my first world and I could not find a fucking merchant. Um, so I, I, my first merchant I found was in another world, which is how I started using multiple universes or whatever. My second merchant I found, I found six weeks later. And this was last week. I found him in, randomly in one of my forest worlds. And then I finally found, just three nights ago, the merchant in my first world. And yeah, he was close to the center. He was close to where you start the game. Um, but he was very difficult to get to in my first world. He was there. There were several oceans, several good lengths of leagues of ocean between shores, like where you couldn't see the opposite shore from the horizon and stuff like that. Um, I'm still loving Valheim. I'm gonna beat the shit out of that game, and I'm gonna finish my castle. I love fishing. I love doing all the. I love all of the stuff that there is to do that you don't have to think about, like replanting my turnips and shit like that. It's great. Um, So yeah, our feature was going to be what I wanted to talk about, which was Dead or Alive 6, which I do not recommend you buy because A, even though it's on sale, I couldn't get to really run. I got a black screen after the intro cinema, which is very unusual. And B, you have to buy everything that's in the game. So it's like $12 to like get the privilege to boot up the game, but then you have to buy everything. Someone posted a comment in their review of uh, Dead or Alive 6. My friend spent $900 accidentally on DLCs for this game. When I say everything, I mean everything. Now, I might have more to say about it next week, but there is a free demo of it and a free demo of Dead or Alive 5 which you can buy everything for for 50 bucks, which seems way fair, and as soon as I have money, which will be sometime this week, I hope because Dentist was expensive, Jesus um, I'm gonna buy that 
I'm gonna buy it at 50 bucks, Dead or Alive 5, which includes like all the characters, all this shit from all of uh, the DLCs. It's literally 450 DLCs. And so, at like five bucks a pop, that's like 900 bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, average of like $2.50 or whatever. But on the other hand, if it ran, it would be cool because one, I love the Dead or Alive franchise. I love the rock, paper, scissors aspect of that as a basis for a fighting game and the jiggling tits. Do not get me wrong. I am a massive fan of the magical bobbly breasts tickle bitties that uh, are in the Dead or Alive franchise, but I also love the game as um, a fighting franchise but I don't love the idea of it being one more complicated for me to just spend 50 bucks on a game you know what I mean, like I have no problem spending 50 bucks on Dead or Alive 5 where it gives you everything you know, I have no problem spending maybe even like 70, if I really love the game I'll spend another 20 bucks on like a big deal, Tiggle Biddy's DLC with like you know, a bunch of costumes and shit but trying to make it but I also can understand how it's kind of cool for some people who only really want to play one character and really only want to dress up one character, like be I imagine, I would hope that it would be a girl because Anyway, I just can't imagine like, I get to put a new leather jockstrap on my hero guy. It's like, that's a different approach to fighting games that I can't understand. But anyway, aesthetic approach to fighting games that I can't understand. Um, but uh, I could understand, like, you know, okay, fine, so you only want certain things. That's kind of cool to be able to get everything a la carte. But ultimately, you're gonna want, like, everything and by everything, I don't necessarily mean, like, every fucking background music, or every fucking tutu or every, you know, cane mask, or or whatever the fuck or king mask, whatever the, king was Tekken 7, but whatever or every type of cape that you can have for this guy, or whatever um you're gonna want other characters, and you're going to want to upgrade them too, and if everything is $900, then you're trying to rape me, but I'm kind of okay with that, because I don't need all of everything. You know, I imagine there are people who are probably pretty comfortable with getting by with, you know, 60 bucks of everything, but my big problem is, the the faux complexity involved in it there's like an underhanded dishonesty kind of feeling to it which frankly I mean if the game is good you absolutely don't need that and you don't need to jack the prices up that high but anyway it doesn't work for me I tried it last night and it doesn't work I didn't even try to run it through any proton different proton versions blah now BPR hit me up with a tip last night, and this is the end of the show, I swear to God, that uh, Forza, actually, uh, BPR and uh, Boldy hit me up with tips last night that uh, Forza 4 is now running in Proton Experimental in the Experimental branch, or that they're close to fixing it, and that 
uh, the Origin Thin Client now more fully integrates with Proton Experimental out of the box. This is crazy because prior to me trying to experiment with these changes um, about two hours ago, Battlefield 1, which is the game that I really wanted to talk about a lot today, but whenever it's over, um, which is on sale till the 26th at 11, 70% off at $11.99 through April 26th. It's a good game. It ran great until I changed... I wasn't even run. It. This is crazy. Before anyone told me anything, this is like last Wednesday, I want to say, when I got Battlefield 1, maybe. Um, maybe even later than that. Um, it ran great. Now it will not run. So, I don't know. I would say pick up a license for Battlefield 1 Revolution, though. 70% off is pretty good, and the game is really neat. Um, so that'll do it. Uh, I, hopefully next week we, uh, we'll be back with um, a more regular show. Thank you for thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for everyone for your tips. Everyone go get your shots. Thanks everyone for your patience and understanding with uh, last week. Um, which still counts as a show, by the way. And, uh, yeah. Excelsior! Back to Valheim! Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to see. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy oh, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy four or five times. Matt Damien. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. 
for details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.